Pittsburgh Steeler fans, and we're really back. For those that are on audio platform, you're wondering what we're talking about. Well, we started a show. Didn't really go too well, and so now we decided to start another show, which is hopefully going to be live on YouTube here shortly. But nonetheless, I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and it is exciting just to be able to talk about actual football right now. There's a live football game going on that I'm not getting to watch. We will. I'll get there for too long. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, are hosting the Houston Texans, and we'll probably give you some updates on that as we go. But I'm joined, as always, by Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield. What's going on, gentlemen? Brian, we'll start with you. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jeff. So glad to be here. Really glad to be talking about real football. Let's do it. Absolutely. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I want everyone to know that we said that we're starting over. That wasn't our fault. That was the a technical issue. Um, some people were saying it's fixed, and some people say that it's not. So, which was funny because people were saying it was fixed before we stopped the last show. So it's hard to say. So we just got to roll with it. Yeah, we're going to roll with it. And if as long as it sounds good to us, I'm assuming it's going to sound good on our audio, which is ultimately why we do these shows on YouTube, anyways. Um, so Brian, I know you just did this, and I hate to ask you to do it again, but. Please update everyone on the upcoming schedule for our podcast platform because it has changed slightly. So you can just say, you know, things that like the Steelers preview is not going to change. It's going to remain on Thursdays, typically around 9 p.m. What is going to change for the upcoming season? Well, let's talk about our AM network of shows. We're going to have the postgame show coming out on Monday morning, usually after a Sunday game. That'll be a little different this weekend because it is a... Uh, it is a Monday night game, but so usually Monday AM, you will have the post game show. Um, you'll also have the live mic on Tuesday. Let's ride on Wednesday. Steelers stat geek on Thursday. Let's ride on Friday and touchdown under on Saturday in the mornings at noon. We are going to have some offerings as well. A lot of it will be our YouTube shows that will carry over, except for on Monday, you're going to have a special edition of let's ride at noon. The Hangover on Tuesday, Scobro Show on Wednesday, Know Your Enemy on Thursday, Steelers Preview on Friday, and Steelers Brunch with Tony will be on Saturday. Um, that will be live on YouTube, and then we'll have it over on the podcast platform as well. In the PM, we're going to have lots of fun. On Monday nights, we're going to have the Retro Show. The uh, Mike Tomlin Press Conference wrap-up will be on Tuesday evenings. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we will have injury reports. And Saturday, we will have our pregame show. The YouTube channel is going to look a lot like the same on Sundays. We're going to have the postgame show. The Hangover will be Monday nights on YouTube. Scobro show on Tuesday. Know Your Enemy on Wednesday. Steelers preview on Thursday. We take a hiatus on Friday and take a break. And Steelers brunch with Tony again on Saturday, guys. Yeah, and it's, in other words... Let me take everything that Brian just said and really put it into a sentence. We're offering a lot of content. <laughs> <laughs> you know, think about eight shows? A lot. I'm done. <laughs> we're we're basically tripling and quadrupling. Um, depends where how you're looking at it. But there's going to be a lot of stuff offered. So it's gonna be fantastic for you. For me, I look at it this way. I love I love to sports talk radio. Yet I can't stand to hear people talk about anyone that's not the Steelers. And so if you're someone like me, I mean, I used to listen to Dan Patrick and all these people and I would just, they would talk about the Steelers for like one segment and I would just cling to everything like, Oh yeah, they're finally talking about the Steelers and then this, 
this is just Steelers all the time, and we have more than enough content. You combine that with BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and the fact that we're churning out so much content there and all sorts of content, whether it's breaking news, commentary, film room stuff, everything that you would possibly want uh, is there for you. Now, we know that the majority of our audio listeners are listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and all we ask is that every week, Please give us a five-star rating if you like the content and give us a good comment. And I always tell people this is on my solo show in the morning. Uh, if you give us a good content comment, I will read it on the air live on Thursday. So we have two new comments. Um, Logan015275 said, man, you can't get better Steelers content anywhere else. These guys know everything about the Steelers, whether it's statistics or history, and what a great group of podcasters. I feel like I know them more than just listening and watching their podcasts. Not many podcasters are as consistent with the uploads and treat you like family. The best part is the podcasts are only getting better. Then, I don't even know how to say this person's name, so we're just going to read it. They give <laughs> you so much to listen to that you will never get bored or discouraged with their channel. So many opinions because they have multiple speakers and hosts. It's actually a one-stop shop for your Steelers information. That's awesome. Thank you for the comments. We appreciate it. And you know what? We're actually getting ready to talk about Pittsburgh Steelers football. I know there's a game on. I don't care about that game. There's a game on on Monday night that everyone's going to be geeked up for. Remember, folks, I've said it a lot. If you listen to my other shows, it's at 715. I would hate to have someone join us next week and say, I almost missed the first half because I didn't think the game started till 820, a typical start time for Monday night football. It starts at 715. Be prepared. Guys, excitement level from zero to 10, 10 being I'm about to go run through a wall, zero. I'd rather watch paint try. Where's your excitement level for this upcoming game, Dave? Well, no matter what I say, Brian's going to say higher. So I'll just, I'll just, I'll go with 12. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, no, seriously, I'm through, through the roof. I'm, I'm honestly concerned about being able to stay awake for this game Monday, even though it's only starting at 7.15, because I'm afraid I'm not going to be able to sleep the night before. That's how excited I am. It has been so long. We have not seen the Steelers on the field in a contest this year. You know, the last time we saw them was 2019. So I'm excited. I'm ready to roll. Um, you could tell Brian he's, you know, he's he's going to um, bust some buttons off of his shirt or something like that because he's so excited. Let's, let, let, let's just get Monday here. I just need Monday to get here. <laughs> Brian, what are your thoughts? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear you ask my name. Um, <laughs> my thoughts, if I have to give it a number, I'm just going to say this. 74, 75, 78, 79, 95. <laughs> I know that wasn't a championship year. I'm going to say 05 and 08. That's how excited I am. <laughs> Wait, you said 95? I, that was an exciting year, even though they didn't win it. Well, then why did you say 2010? Well, that wasn't as exciting <laughs> as 95. <laughs> 95 oh, ended the drought. And I, 10. Yeah. I'm really excited. Right now, I'm like a level seven, if I'm being honest. I'm super excited, but it won't really hit me until Monday. Sunday will be fun, although I'm sure my family's going to drag me out to do something instead of just sitting my butt on the couch watching football games. But Monday, it's like that giant crescendo. You build up to it all day. It's going to be great. 
has been some news this week. We'll talk about that to get the show started off. First and foremost, the injury report. Dave, why don't you fill us in on both the Giants and the Steelers' first reported injury report? <laughs> okay, well, when it comes to the Steelers, they only had two players listed on the injury report, and unfortunately, neither of them were practicing. It was uh, David DeCastro, as expected. Just to clarify, he has not been ruled out. That was a report that the Steelers don't anticipate on him playing, but there's nothing official with him being ruled out yet. But he did not practice, and unfortunately, neither did wide receiver Deontay Johnson. He was out with a, with a foot injury. Now, when it comes to DeCastro, one thing we did find out is what his lower body injury is, and that was it's a knee injury is what they have listed. So that's what's going on for the Steelers. And for the Giants, they had – let me see. I got to look at it. They had – they only had one player that did not practice, and that was due to illness. That was linebacker Marcus Golden. And they had four players who were limited. Um, probably the most notable for them um, is wide receiver Golden, Golden Tate. Golden Tate, yeah. Hamstring um, tightness. And then they had a tight end that was limited. All, you know, who was the three guys that were limited with an injury were hamstring. And then there was another um, defensive back, um, Adrian Colbert, who was limited with an illness. So Tay Crowder was the other linebacker with the, with the hamstring. That Deontay Johnson foot thing, I'm really anxious to see what happens on Friday with their second practice. I hope that he at least returns in some way, um, you know, something like that, because those foot injuries can linger. You would hate to have that happen. Um, here's a question that's not really injury related, but I thought about this. I did a podcast for Big Blue View with Ed Valentine, the editor there at Big Blue View, and, and he, I told him I, this morning I tried to think of 10 players on the New York Giants roster. I couldn't do it. I literally could. I, I don't know who these players are. I don't know who these. Yeah, like I've heard of Golden Tate, and I know Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram. Um, they just picked up Logan Ryan, so I know him. I feel like I'm out. <laughs> Sterling Shepard, I know that. I mean, I don't have a roster here. I hope people understand. I can't think of ten players. Brian, what is going on with the Giants? Like, I don't even recognize this team anymore. I think they are in full rebuild mode. That's really where they are right now with Eli gone. With your, you had to draft a guy very early in the form of uh, Saquon Barkley a couple years ago. You just got Andrew Thomas in the top ten, uh, the stud offensive lineman, and then they're bringing in guys like uh, Jabril Peppers and uh, Kevin Zeitler from the uh, Odell Beckham Jr. trade from uh, a year ago. So, you know, we're looking at uh, we're looking at this team turning over. And that's exactly, I mean, it's the progression of uh, losing that franchise quarterback, which uh, we might want to pay attention to this. Uh, yeah, you're right, Dave. What are your thoughts about the Giants? I mean, just off the cuff, I mean, the Giants seem kind of bleh to me. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel with the Giants. And that's why I guess when we'll talk about it later, I, I, I would say I'm not really... I'm not overly concerned outside of maybe one player who I will talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried about the Giants as much as I'm worried about the Steelers. It's really what the Steelers need to do because I don't really, you know, like you say, there's a lot of names. out there. They have apparently a very inexperienced offensive line. And they, that that's going to, if you watch last night's show, or if you didn't watch or listen to last night's show with know your enemy, you really missed out. Cause you were really able to learn some, some stuff about the giants there, but uh, they're going to have some problems with that Steelers defensive front with these no name guys that we don't know who they are. 
And we'll talk about the Giants. And it, like, I don't want to talk a ton about them because, like I said, if you listen to Know Your Enemy, I mean, they to that that roster and the matchups. It was a really good show, so make sure you check that out, Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict. But as it pertains to the Steelers, my question for you all tonight is I watched the third part of Ben Roethlisberger's docuseries, got super jacked up like I always do. Mm-hmm. What do you all think would be a successful night from a stat line uh, perspective for Roethlisberger in his first game back. He said on Wednesday when he spoke to the media, he's going to be nervous. He's going to have butterflies. He's going to he's going to be shaky. That, that's natural. He hasn't played in over almost a year. Brian, if you were to give me a stat line and you say this would be solid, I would be really, really happy if Roethlisberger was able to do that. What would that look like for you? 240, 240 yards, two touchdowns, uh-huh. no interceptions. Okay. Dave, I, what I, about you? What's your that would be a perfect night. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't complain. One win. Dave. Yeah. Well, come <laughs> on, Dave. I'm asking for a stat line. I know that's yeah. a win. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, two sixty-five, um, two touchdowns. Uh, you know, I'm going to say the streak continues. We're going to say one interception. Um, and, <laughs> no, I forgot all about that. I swear, yeah. I forgot all about that. So, you brought it up. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to say. And honestly, I, I would not be shocked that these yards are front half loaded, meaning first half loaded. Um, if the Steelers can, can get a lead, Ben might be on pace to really have a big night and then not need to do it. So that's why that's, I'm not saying that has to be that way, but I'm thinking that's one way it could happen. Can I say one more thing, Jeff? Yeah. A successful stat for Ben Roethlisberger would be James Conner over a hundred yards too. Yeah, that's a good point. That would yeah, be a sure. great Ben stat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think the odds are that Roethlisberger, he normally starts off slow. Everyone's expecting to start slow. What if he had a game where he just threw for, I don't know, five touchdowns? Doesn't throw for a lot of yards, but just really puts up a lot of touchdowns. He had one of those games against Carolina uh, on Thursday night a couple years ago. Um, just where he's seeing everything so well. The defense that he's playing is, let's be honest, not that great. Um, you all think that he could maybe come out of the gates really swinging? Or do you think this is going to be a, boy, if we can get, like you all said, 250 around there, two to, two touchdowns, we'd be happy. I mean, what are your all thoughts as Ben coming out and just slinging it and just proving he wants to prove a point? You know he does. He wants to prove he's back. Dave, what are your thoughts on that? I think... That's kind of what I was talking about is if I think Ben's going to get to about those stats, if he starts out on fire, then there there's no reason for, for them to push that elbow or anything further, because if he comes out on fire, you're I'm thinking the defense is not going to come out and have a poor showing in all honesty. Yeah. So if they have that lead, he's not going to need to, to keep flinging it around. That's, that's why I say a lot of times quarterbacks with really good defenses don't put up monster numbers because they don't have to. And that's just what I think is going to be. I mean, he could, Ben could throw for 200 yards in the first quarter, and I still don't think he'll hit 300. Okay. There you go. Brian, what about <laughs> you? You think, you think Ben lights it up in this game, or do you think it's just a little bit more mundane? I don't think he needs to light it up either. I think they're going to rely on the run. Mike Tomlin's not the guy that uh, cares about. Ben lighting it up and Ben stats. All he cares about is Dave stat earlier, the W and they're going to, uh, they, you've never see this team run it up or try to run it up. 
And I could honestly say, I think that uh, they're going to try to use the bell cow. And we heard the bell cow word this week Mm -hmm. um, with James Connor. And they are going to try to establish that. (laughs) That's just a presentation (laughs) of a bell cow. (laughs) Is that... I didn't hear a moo in there. You didn't hear that? You didn't hear a moo. <laughs> well, gosh, I mean, <laughs> I, I can tell Mrs. Hartman does most of the uh, yeah. children's book readings in the house. <laughs> oh, How's the chicken no. go, Jeff? <laughs> no, we're not going into all that. Uh, here's let's let's go a different direction. Single McDonald, Jeff. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, can, can can I say something else about? Yeah, Brian brought up the real the thing about about James Conner going over 100 yards is it would be Ben's best stat. You know what's even better? I say Benny Snell going over 100 yards because that's the guy, if they have a big lead and they want to just pound the ball like they did last year where they kind of saved him for later in the game, imagine him just controlling the game at the end. That would be great news for Ben Roethlisberger. Let's stick with this trend here. Let's stick with the – we're looking at specifics and we're looking for – some type of justification. So in Roethlisberger, it's a justification that he's back. You know, we spend a lot of time involved with the fan base, whether it's here on YouTube with the live chat, whether it's on behind the steel curtain.com in the comment section, whether it's on social media platforms, there's a multitude of ways that we interact with fans. I feel that we as hosts of these shows have a actual finger on the pulse of Steelers nation. And yeah, there's a million more fans than we interact with, but at the same time, they all kind of think alike. Let me ask you this. What outcome would it take for Steelers fans to say, that's right. Here we go. Let's get, let's get it going because the Steelers typically do not start fast. They didn't start fast last year. There've been other years that have been bad. What would it take for Steelers fans to not really have anything to gripe about? And please save me the 49 to nothing. Obviously, they wouldn't have much to say, but think about it. They're on the road, so much uncertainty, not knowing about the opposition, not knowing, you know, new coordinators, new head coach, not much tape about how Jason Garrett's going to run his offense up there. Brian, what would it take for the Steelers fan base to be happy after Monday night? Well, definitely a W, but not a squeaker. They're not going to be happy with a squeaker over the Giants. And I think, uh, and you'll hear more about this on your show tomorrow, Jeff, that uh, you know, don't expect it to the, the to be a cakewalk, not a walk in the park like you mentioned on the show. Um, so really, I'm thinking anything over a 14-point win, the fans would be pretty happy with. I think health, of course, a healthy outcome, too. And uh, Ben looking sharp and not struggling. If Ben has his uh, line from the uh, 2005 Super Bowl, then uh, fans aren't going to be happy with nine for 23. Even if they win? No. No. I okay. mean, they're going to be happy with a win, but they're not going to be happy with a with a, a bad stat line. Yeah. Because what that means you? that yeah. Ben's not back to them. What about you, Dave? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, well, I, as you know, there will always be at least a portion of the fan base that if that the Steelers could win, could win that game forty nine to nothing, and because it wasn't fifty nothing, they think that Tomlin should be fired. You know, that's <laughs> right. just the way yeah. it's going to be. So I think, I think it's a combination of things. Fans will be happy if they hold the Giants to single digits. 
or if they go over 30. They don't have to do both. I think if they do one or the other, they will be able to focus either on that great defense or on that offense's back. And then if they do both, then fans should really be happy. I'm curious as to how long the leash will be for Roethlisberger if he struggles a little bit in week one. If it's a little sloppy, and that doesn't necessarily mean turnovers. You know, like a pass sails on him, maybe he skips a few, throws one behind a receiver, it, we know what those are going to look like. I'm curious. Is I wonder how the how long is the leash going to be with the fan base? Are they going to give him? Okay, all you're, right, you're not talking about leash of them like pulling Roethlis. No, 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 no. Is, I'm talking about like you know, just making sure people don't understand. Yeah, yeah, that. No, I'm not that's talking about not that happening. That's I'm not talking happening. about the fans' perspective of all right, Ben. You had a game, got it out of your system. We expect better at home on Tuesday or on, on week two when the Denver Broncos come to town. It, or is it going to be, all right, there's two stinkers. You know, I, I'm curious about that. I don't, we don't have an answer for that, but that's something I'm going to be keeping an eye on um, as we go. But let's hope that they don't have to. If Roethlisberger comes out and looks sharp, Brian, you're shaking your head. What are you thinking? First quarter. They make their decision in the first quarter of that game, Jeff. Yeesh. Or at least by halftime. Yins guys know that, that, that Ben's done in that. You know, you know, they just gotta bring Mason or just lose all the games and get that. Well, Trevor they're Lawrence not gonna say Clemson that about. They're not gonna say that about Mason. I know that. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> you, you know, there's that fan base. There's sections of that fan base that would do that. And yeah, they should just lose all those games and get that Clemson guy in that. And they're not gonna do that either. <laughs> Oh, it's such a horrible. Hey, that's my best game. accent, by the way. <laughs> no, you're saying my Yinzer accent's not good? It's, it's uh, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 something. My it's right up there with your Australian. It's right up there with your Australian. None of my accents <laughs> are good, but my Yinzer <laughs> one I can do. I was actually I grew up Yinzer. Oh. Uh, um, so okay. Do, um, do I get a turn at this one? Yeah, go for it. Okay. It's you gotta you kind of gotta. Put your put your fan base in quarters of of how they're going to be with even with the game and with Roethlisberger. You know, I know this because I'm exposed to so many other people like this. That it's nothing's ever going to be good enough. The sky is always falling. They're always going to be a bunch of bums. You know, we have that. Unfortunately, it looks like for the most part, those of you that are maybe here on YouTube right now and in the live chat, that's not you. That's not you. You're going to understand. You're 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 not. You're going to be the homer and you're going to be like, Hey, Ben hadn't played in almost a year. Even if he struggled, as long as the Steelers get the win, he's going to find it out. It might just take us a little longer. There's no preseason, you know? And the, and like Brian said, there's going to be the fans that if that first pass doesn't look fantastic and go for an, for a 75 yard touchdown, then Ben should have just hung it up and shouldn't have even bothered to have the surgery because he's not going to help us. So unfortunately the reality is more, more, I wouldn't even say in the middle, but we need to be patient with Ben. But at the same time, Ben is not going to be satisfied with that kind of performance. So it's really not even about our leash and our patience with him. It's going to be more about him. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, you answered this, Dave. You already said you think it is. What number is the, I, I forget because it's still going. The turnover streak. Oh, I forget is it, now. Is it, it's over 20. <laughs> I've tried to forget about it so long. It's 22. It's, yeah. I, was, I thought 22 it was like 26 or, or something. I no, remember. I didn't think it was 26. No. I think it's either 22 or 23. Yeah. Uh, someone in the live chat, live chat might remember. But it's still, one of those 
bad 2019 things that we tried to block out. Cree says it's 21. Maybe. Um, it might be. I mean, I could look it up while we're talking if you give me a minute, but no, nah, it doesn't. Yeah. So, Dave, you think it continues? Brian, do you agree? You think it continues? Just because there was no preseason. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I think only one, though. I mean, I, I don't think that you're going to turn over the ball a lot, but, you know, it's a possibility. I think they win the turnover battle. I just still think they're going to have one. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it ends. I think they're going to play a clean brand of football. I don't think Ben's going to take a lot of chances in this game. And I think that the ball carriers hold onto the rock. And I think they do win the turnover battle. Last question before we get into our players to watch. Over under time. A little bit over under time for you guys. This came to my head. Over under sacks by the Steelers defense in week one. Team sacks. I'm going to set the line at four. Over, under. Brian, what do you have? They're going to get three, so under. Okay, Dave? You don't think they're going to get more than three sacks? I think this is a typical Pittsburgh Steeler first game. With no preseason, it's even more of a first game. So, no, I, I think they're getting three. No, I, I, Jeff, you could have set the line at six and I'd have gone over. I mean, seriously, I think they're going to get it. We think they're playing the Browns? No, but what, <laughs> no, what I'm saying is this – the Giants have very inexperienced, big question marks at both tackles. Yes. I mean, and they're going up against T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, you know, let alone the inside guys. And if the Steelers' offense can do anything and make the Giants have to pass, my goodness, they could just have a field day back there. It could be, you know, and this is me. I am, like I say, I like to go west. I say this all the time. On, on the Scobro show, Brian would know this because I'm the king of wishful thinking that I always think that the Steelers are going to show up and do their thing every time. That I, I look at what could be the best possible outcome. And that's what I always feel going into the season is best possible outcome. What could it be? And the best possible outcome is, is that the offense is, at, is more than adequate and therefore the defense can just own the game. For me, when Brian says, you know, there's no preseason and yeah, that can be a hindrance to a lot of teams, but the Steelers defense basically comes back intact. They, they lost Hargrave. I understand that. But other than that, it's pretty much the same guys. I mean, they're going to be able to pick up right where they left off. I don't feel like the defense needs as much adjusting as an offense does. It's just like in baseball, where they always say at the beginning of the season, Pitching's always ahead of hitting. You know, the hitters have got to get used to it. They got to get acclimated. I feel like the defense is going to be not necessarily the game that's going on right now, but uh, I feel like that the defense is going to be, especially for the Steelers, is going to be able to stand tall and make plays as it comes. So we'll see. I think I think it's an over. I think it's an over. I think they get about six sacks of Daniel Jones. I don't think that their offensive line. We'll talk about it. I don't want to get too far into our players to watch let's talk about players to watch while we're at it. pittsburgh steelers players to watch let's find one offensive player one defensive player that you feel is going to be critical for the success of the steelers on monday night football against the giants don't confuse this with their x factor that's going to be the next question that's the guy that the game could hinge on who's mm-hmm. your player to watch on offense and defense dave we'll start with you you can either do one at a time or you can do both it's up to you well, I'll, I'll I'll start with defense, and then I'll yield to Brian and let him decide if he wants to do defense or he grab the offense first. For to me, it's obvious. You're, 
watching TJ Watt. I mean, this might be his best matchup of the season with such a big unknown that he's going up against. Watch him and because he has a chance that he can just take over this game. That's the guy to watch for the Steelers defense. Okay, what about you, Brian? Who you have? Devin Bush. Devin Bush needs to be the guy along with Vince Williams because Vince Williams is your run stopper. But Devin Bush is going to see a lot of Saquon Barkley because Saquon Barkley can catch the ball out of the backfield too. And that's where he could be even more dangerous, I think, than just uh, running the ball. So I'm really looking at uh, DB Jr., uh, you know, if I'm giving you Dave Schofield answer, I would say, well, whoever they decide to put in the Mark Barron role, it could be any one of Marcus Allen, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm going to go with Stefan to it. People forget about to it. Cam Hayward just got a brand new deal, but to it has, has been, I guarantee he's been chomping at the bit just to get out there and make plays. And he was so dominant at the beginning of 2019. I did a whole show on him on my let's ride morning show about how he's the key to this defense. He's the key to the Steelers not missing Javon Hargrave. I still do believe that. I think he's going to come out and he's going to just, he's going to be wanting to dominate. And I'm sorry, the Giants offensive line as a whole is not impressive to me. I feel like that this could be, if they get Daniel Jones into third and long, it's going to be a race to the quarterback. (laughs) It's going to be who can get there first to get the sack. And so it's just a matter of whether they can do that. So we just did defense. Uh, Dave, let's go to offense. Who's your offensive Does player? Brian want to do it first? I don't want to take his. Okay, I'll- Brian, go ahead. If you want to go offense first, go for it. Well, I'm changing my answer because of the Deontay Johnson injury. Mm-hmm. So I'm really going to say, I was either going to say James Washington, but I'm looking at Eric Ebron here. Because I really think that he is going to be have to be the guy that – is going to lead this team in receptions a little bit more. He's going to have more of an opportunity to with all of those wide receivers. I'm thinking it's going to be Ebron. He's Johnson not being out there is going to put a lot of eyes on Juju Smith Schuster. So I think it's going to be Ebron. That's going to get the opportunities. All right, David, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say, I'm not ruling out um, Deontay Johnson. Today was the basically the first day of practice for the week, although it was really their third. You know, it was the first injury report. So it's really tomorrow will really tell a story. Can he get out there for at least a limited action? Remember, Juju was the same way last year for week one. He had a foot injury, and he ended up being able to come and play. But I like Brian shifting gears there. I'm going to go a little bit different route. I think you got to be looking a player to watch is you got to look at Zach Banner. You've got to see how much did he grab that role rather than win it by default and to see that that's what the Steelers are going to do and have and, and not feel the need to have to put Matt Filer back at tackle and know that that's the job that's being done there. You got to protect, you know, I would say I would also would have thrown in maybe like a Wisniewski, but we don't, you know, we're, we assume DeCastro is not playing, but that's where you got to be looking at. So you could even say that right side of the offensive line. Both good answers. I'm going to go with a guy that has a heck of a lot to prove this year because it's likely his last year, and that is James Conner. I think it's James Conner. I think James Conner, he's been healthy in training camp, and he's getting to start with a a clean slate. And everyone, he trust me, he's a guy that knows exactly what's said about him. He hears everything that people are saying, how he can't stay healthy. He can't do it. He's not the bell cow. He's not the guy. It's up to him. To actually put the, I think what Brian said earlier was spot on. 
maybe the best Ben Roethlisberger statistic is 200 total yards team rushing and 100 of those going to James Conner, something like that, where they can run the ball effectively. That's going to be critical. So there you have it, our offense and defensive players to watch in this upcoming game on Monday Night Football. When we come back from this break, we're going to talk X-Factors, fantasy, betting odds, and we're going to give you our predictions. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. 